Five in the Eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new? Good morning. Welcome to Zero Two Nine Eight, episode of Five in the Eye, Cosmo Radio's weekly news review program, where we look back to look forward over the week's news. This is me, Michael O'Hara, in the hot seat this week. Phil's away, so I'm joined by a couple of old friends of the show who have stepped in to fill shoes. I'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, hello, Michael. You are putting us in big shoes uh, today. I'm Rukert. I'm speaking from Potsdam, the nice suburb of Berlin, Germany. Phil likes to call me Five in the Ice German Bureau Chief. It's good to be here in any case. Hi, Michael. This is Jim McLaughlin from Teddington on the beautiful River Thames in the London borough of Richmond. So, tell us, what are we discussing this week? Our, no- our number one story is in recognition of having you book out on the show this week as our bureau chief, as Phil calls you. We look back over the record of the German Chancellor Angela Merkel, a towering figure over a German, European and world politics for a decade and a half. She's leaving power this year with no obvious successor in place and her party seems to be losing favour with, with the German people. So what does the future hold for Germany, Europe and indeed the world? Five in the eye. The second story this week is the mess uh, about the supply of vaccines to Britain and the EC. The EC is threatening to blockade vaccine supplies to the UK, while Britain has vaccinated almost 50% of its population. Europe is lacking behind, but having done around 15%. So let's discuss what's going wrong and what can be done to fix this mess on both ends. Story number three is something of another mess. The royal family's reaction to being accused of racist behaviour by Meghan in her Oprah Winfrey interview. Well, our first story is about who should lead the world in the event of an alien invasion. With, with, with its request, take me to your leader. Apparently, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the preferred choice. Are there better alternatives? We're going to find out soon. Our final story this week is about the Easter Bunny. I can reveal from Germany that you can now write to her. Send her your Easter wishes to a small town in Germany. <laughs> I guess you send letters to the Easter Bunny by hair mail. Boom, boom, guys. Well, that's this week's Five in the Eye. Five in the Eye. We're going to kick off the show this week with uh, Angela Merkel. In addition to the fact we've got our, bu- our German bureau chief here, Burkhard Acton, and also that Merkel has done, I've seen no other politician do. She admitted she'd made a mistake. She admitted she got it wrong. She, she did a turn. They wanted to shut down Germany as a third wave was coming in, a third coronavirus wave was coming in. But she realised she couldn't do it in time for Easter when she wanted to shut shut Germany down. And she listened to the protest and she responded. And not only, she, not only did she stop what she wanted to do, but she also admitted she mistake, which is really unusual. When we look at what's happened in Britain over the last year with Boris Johnson, the Conservative government, and the number of U-turns they have to make, have to, they've made, and their inability to admit that they've made them. But here is a, a politician, a leading politician, leading international politician, admitting that she made a mistake. And for me, that just in, it increases her gravitas. So, Booker, is, is she getting the same um, uh, um, praise in Germany for admitting she was wrong? Is that seen as a good thing? Or are people responding to her and saying, no, you're on your way out, enough of you? 
Indeed, uh, it's it's uh, appreciated here. Uh, although uh, I still I personally st still think, why is that some something so extraordinary? If you do something wrong, the thing you have to do is to apologize. I know it's it, it's coming hard on politicians, but uh, she she she's not only, she's done that uh, not not uh, this time only. Uh, she's done that a few times. Um, And for that, she has high respect. Uh, she is still high respected as as the German Chancellor. But people start thinking she should leave now because uh, her government is also responsible for the problems we have during this, this crisis. Um, the other responsibility lies certainly within our federal system. Uh, but people and uh, are happy to put the blame on her. We have, as you certainly know, uh, besides our federal government, we have 16 strong states with their own prime ministers uh, behaving like little kings. And um, if you want to protect the Germans against infections, it's a two-leg a two leg, uh, um, uh, legal approach. You have to pass an act in the parliament of the Federal Republic, but the regulations have to be done by each state, and each state is, is using its own flavor, uh, thinking about uh, himself only. What makes it worse is we are running into a super election year. So everybody of these governors wants to be re-elected, wants to promise the world to people, as we all know, the politicians. Um, yeah, they, tr they try to lay the blame on her the front door. Uh, she uh, apologized for that. So, so she forced, by the way, all these 16 little kings uh, to apologize as well, which they hated. You could see it on TV. Um, But uh, on the one hand, she won, she's well respected, but people also think it's time she goes. Jim, I'm reminded of Thatcher in terms of the time she goes. Do, do, do you see any, any, any um, comparison between the two, okay, in power for over a decade? Do, do you see any, any, any other comparisons you can make? Uh, I, I, I think I think that's probably the only real comparison I would make, Michael. I suppose the the the, the fact that they they, they they were both perceived as extremely competent leaders. Um, I think though that the glaring difference between them is that um, Angela Merkel believes seems to believe in consensus and taking people with her, and Margaret Thatcher believed that only she knew the right answers and she was going to impose those answers come what may. Hence, we had a terrible uh, period of deindustrialization um, with with bitterness. Uh, uh, from the communities that 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 uh, were complete that felt themselves completely dispossessed, and that that resonates right to the to the present day. And in my in my opinion, was a, a fundamental reason for why the country voted to leave the EU. Um, she also was someone who fomented Euroscepticism in this country um, and never looked for consensus with the EU. Um, so you're probably asking, if you're, if, you're, if you're looking for someone to make favourable comparisons between Thatcher and Merkel, you're asking the wrong person. Uh, Angela Merkel, for me, is, has been the towering, the towering figure of European politics over the, over the last 15 years. Um, uh, Thatcher, in her own way, was a towering figure, but Thatcher was a divisive figure and Angela Merkel is not a divisive figure. Merkel had a moment, though, surely, in her, in her approach to um, immigration. In fact, she let over a million um, Syrians and others come, in, come, come into Germany, and they, they, they've proven to be integrated now, but at the time, there was, there was some hostility. 
you know, and that gave rise to the alternative for Deutsch, AFD. So is, is, is there a legacy of that today in Germany in terms of her approach to, to immigration, that, that the people don't think so positively of, it, of, of, of Merkel and their legacy? Well, this, this is a longer story than uh, Merkel is, has been chancellor. Uh, we have immigration, uh, uh, workers' immigration into, into the Western Germany, at least, since uh, the middle of, this, of the 50s, where we needed workforce, which uh, Germany didn't have. So we uh, let people in from, from Italy to start with, from Portugal, from Spain, from Yugoslavia, ex-Yugoslavia, uh, later on from Turkey. So we are pretty, pretty used uh, to, to uh, immigrants here. Um, what, uh, uh, we, we also let in one million uh, refugees, and that's, that's a difference, uh, uh, one million refugees, which were highly welcomed by the vast majority of Germans again, who is who's, who's shouting loudest, of course, gets most attention, but uh, who's shouting loudest is normally not the majority. But uh, I'm pretty sure Merkel would never repeat that again because she got uh, under fire from her own party. And uh, later on, she, 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 she took back lots of, lots of um, um, good stuff she did for the immigrants. Um, uh, she took it back step by step by, by uh, sitting on a European re uh, regulation. So sometimes it's, 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 it's maybe easier to say from abroad that Merkel is a great person if you see um, all the things uh, which she has done in, inside in Germany. Uh, some were very good, some weren't as good as that. Uh, we had a, a similar one by Germany dropping the atom, atomic power plants uh, after Fukushima. She also got lots of uh, resistance on that, um, and uh, she she could only solve it the German way. You throw threw money at at those complaining, which were the power companies, um, and but she couldn't throw money at at anyone uh, regarding the the refugees. So so that's a legacy. Again, vast majority welcomed the refugees because they were in need of getting of of, of finding a safe haven, uh, safe harbor. Um, but uh, we, we have the right wings, we have the haters of immigrants since, uh, well, since Germany is existing. Um, and they uh, are still, well, they, they, they then went to vote AFD, but, but nothing changed. The Germans are 10% is anti-everything, um, especially anti-foreigners, and the rest is just normal people, from yeah. my point of view. What do you think a legacy is going to be? Is it, is, is, is it just going to be the, the way she treated the immigrants? What, what, what about austerity, the way she, she, she held Europe together and the way she treated the euro? Or, or what about an international policy in terms of the Iran-Iraq agreement and work with, with Obama? Will she be, will, is that something that's going to be, she's going to be held in esteem for? Or is, it, is, it, is the immigration problem too big? Instead, she's going to be always going to be put down for, for, for opening the doors to Germany to so many immigrants. No, 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 it's not. Uh, she let in one million people. We are 80 million. So it's it's nothing. It's it's uh, um, not not really something. They are now more and more integrated. They started working. They, they uh, made apprenticeships. They are now helping our economy. Uh, it's always the same. If you don't know anybody as somebody, you are always uh, uh, you always don't trust them. If you get to know people, you see they are just as normal as we are. Uh, what may be the legacy? I think her style in politics, which is really consensus-driven, 
she's not into these uh, this 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 gorilla politics, which male politicians often, often are. Um, that's something different. Although uh, now only the only only possible candidates uh, running up for chancellorship in her party are both male, and are behaving like again like gorillas. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if it's it, it's gonna last with her style because it's a very female style. What else is, is going to remain? We shall see. We shall see. History, uh, we, we, we may talk again in 50 years' time, and then, then we shall see how history is judging her. We shall see. Well, that, thank you for that, uh, that, that summary of Angela Merkel. Um, when, when I want to move on to story number two. Five in the eye. Um, do you want to tell us a, a, a little bit more about this story, um, Burkhardt, in terms of the, the vaccine program in, in, in Europe? And what's happening? I, I, I believe it's, it's uh, well, let, let, let's put the fact together, facts together, for, for example. It's, it's mostly around AstraZeneca and it's mostly around um, not having enough vaccination for uh, the, European, uh, the European Union countries. Um, let me give you an example. AstraZeneca promised 120 million doses for this quarter. They only supplied 30 million. Um, yesterday, they found 39 million doses in Italy from AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca was saying, ah, oh, they're pending quality inspection, blah, 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 blah. And of course, uh, Europeans are suspecting they should go elsewhere to the UK and to other countries. Um, so they are getting very nervous. Um, the European Commission is nervous because they are under pressure by the countries and by the uh, people uh, of, the, of the European Union. Um, and uh, let's let's really state the facts, uh, and this is why we having we're having difficulties with the UK. Today, Matt Hancock, your Secretary of State for Public Health, was cited in the press as saying we have the better contract. Um, the EU contract says uh, AstraZeneca has to use their best endeavors to supply 120 million. In the UK has exclusivity, and we all know exclusivity costs more money, so obviously. The UK were, were paying more. We have another mistake. We have uh, we have uh, not enough um, plants to produce that stuff in, in in Europe, because what the European Commission and Germany also did, they threw money for research, but they didn't invest like the Americans and, to my understanding, like the UK. They didn't invest in plants where they could produce that stuff. And now we're running short of it. And now we are trying. They are trying, as politicians are, they're trying to hold somebody else responsible. And it's not the UK's fault, but it's the politicians uh, in, in, in the EC, uh, it's the EC politicians' fault, from my point of view. I, I saw this purely as a, as a deal, because the British government signed to signed a deal, they put the money up front, we, we, we'll commit. They were not, not fully sure that, that uh, 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 AstraZeneca could deliver, but they put the money on the table, whereas the, with the European community... Were hesitant. They didn't didn't make that commitment, and and they accepted a weaker deal, and it, it's coming home to roost now. And so, in some ways, you know, we've said this before on Five and the Eye. You got to respect um, uh, Johnson and his, his team for actually making that commitment to putting the money up front and say we'll pay for it. And it, it seems very really sad for me, Buckard, that the, the European Community now can say because this is. Being made on all, on all, in uh, by factories in Holland or wherever it was in Holland, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna embargo them. We're gonna stop the shipments, and it seems it's that to me seems 
morally long, morally long in terms of go to the heart of the of the European um, um, agreement, what we expected from from the European Community. I take on board your point about Jimmy. We we we, we did Britain did waver a bit. They did say we were not going to come up. But I see that, as, that, that, that that that's a different part of the deal. This is about a pure business deal in during a pandemic. So you just that we, we got it right in terms of the money, in terms of the deal, and the European Community, well, they didn't get it quite right, and now they're trying to you know trying to recover ground. You know, Booker, you've gone very quiet here. Am I being too simplistic in my interpretation? No, no, no. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it, it started around a strange uh, thing, which which we all know is is about product liability. Who is for health liable if if something goes wrong with the vaccination? Um, Johnson said, and Johnson's government said, we do. Point. So that's. The first major step taken uh, taken uh, to to find a, a quick agreement with AstraZeneca, and I read I read an, I read a good good one uh, in in the press a couple of weeks ago. They said the European Union acted like a company where they should have acted like uh, like uh, like a, a union of states. Uh, they should have invested that stuff. They should have put the money on the table, and then we wouldn't have any problems. And now it's it's really this blame game. They have to find somebody who's responsible. Then it's, of course, first step AstraZeneca. And then it's the Brits stealing from them. So, But on the one hand side, they accused Johnson of breaking the contract by uh, starting to uh, view the Northern Ireland, Ireland Republic of Ireland border as something that can be uh, changed. And uh, now, now they're doing the same. So uh, from my point of view, uh, this is no way uh, we can, and we are still partners with the UK anyhow, we can we can uh, uh, continue uh, to form a new partnership now. But from my point of view, fully agree, it's it's uh, the EU's fault and now they're putting the blame on somebody, or trying to put the blame on somebody else. You know, Jim, you, you make some good points about linking it to Northern Ireland and, and, and that immediately makes it a political thing. And it seems really sad that we're talking about politics when this is people's lives are at stake here. You know, each day we get, each day, each day we don't give the vaccine to people. We we we, we delay vaccination. Lives are being lost. Yeah. Do you, do you think the, the, the government should, you know, a bit of head banging is required here and to, to get this thing sorted out? And who's going to do the head banging? Well, I think I think the I think the the the, the, the I think the problem the problem is that the well has been poisoned. The well's, been, the well's been poisoned by mistakes on both sides, um, and if I was apportioning, if I was if I was apportioning blame, I would apportion more blame to the British government than to the, 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 the than to the EU. Having said that, I think the EU the EU has handled it badly, but I think that the well has already been poisoned by the by the by the UK's by the UK's appalling mishandling of the negotiations and appalling bad faith in their dealings both with um, the EU and with the Democratic Unionist Party in Northern Ireland. Mm. But, but okay, let me just talk about muddy in the water. Let me muddy the waters. How significant do you think was this um, this AstraZeneca um, questioning that the 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 the, eff the effect the efficacy of the vaccine? You know, Merkel says it's not not affected people over 68. 
even the, the, the Danes are still not uh, are still not using it. Norway, there was, there was 10 or 11 countries didn't use it at one stage, despite the fact our own EU um, health authority said it was safe and it worked. And we just got a report now, it's 79% or 76% um, successful. And in fact, 100% is saving you from going to hospital. How do you think all the, that nonsense, well, for, I'm using the word nonsense, it's my word, in Europe, where, where they get, said all this negativity about AstraZeneca, how, do you think that was political? Well, well, I think what I would say is I don't know the answer to that just now, because if you'd asked me that question two days ago, I would have said quite clearly, that, quite quite clearly AstraZeneca would be in question for political reasons. Um, but there seems to be a lot of questioning now about the data that AstraZeneca have, apply, have supplied to the, to, to the United States regula regulatory authorities. Um, and the fact that they seem, well, it's claimed that they've been selective in the data that they've, they've provided. So I, I, I guess, I guess I don't, I don't, know, I don't know the, I don't know the answer to that question. I really no. don't know the answer to that question. What about you, Buck? Do you think it was political? No, no, I don't think so. It's, 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 it's a case of really bad marketing, and I think we all, we are all coming from having a business background. How would you rescue such a brand now if everything goes wrong? Uh, and it's it, it doesn't matter if it's 79, if it's 86% from my point of view. What is true? Luka, what, what, what is what is true? Luka, I think I think what you just said is 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 really is really the nub of the matter for AstraZeneca. When this when when the questions were raised in the US last night about the or yesterday about the data that they provided, my first thought was. This puts the future of AstraZeneca as a company in the balance. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, okay. Well, uh, what is what is true? What 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 I still believe in? What I what I still hear from the scientists? One thing in AstraZeneca is still working. People are not dying. They may catch the the, the virus. They may may become sick, but they are not dying. And that is something AstraZeneca still delivers. And you you can't have anything more. I know BioNTech and Moderna are supposed uh, to to hinder any uh, infection. So, uh, but but doesn't matter. Uh, but we have, for example, just just a, a true fact uh, in Berlin. They uh, in the state of Berlin, they allowed people to to make a choice which which vaccination do you want. Now they have a hundred thousand portions of AstraZeneca idling around. People have been invited. Hey, you can get AstraZeneca if you like. 100,000 people didn't show up. So that is the result of uh, yeah, this horrible. It's stupid from the people. Yeah, but I can understand halfway that they have doubts at least in this vaccination. Um, but this is, has gone, gone horribly wrong, horribly wrong on mm -hmm. all ends. I'm sure we're going to come back to this, this uh, coronavirus issues and the issue of vaccination. Another five and a half, but we're going to leave it there for, uh, there for the time being and move on to story number three. Five in the eye. Jim, do you want to give us the, the background to story number three about the royal family and the appointing a diversity czar? What's that all about? I don't. I, I. I. don't. I don't think that anyone. I don't think that anyone in the um, in the world virtually could have missed the fact that what it's really about is, uh, or what what has provoked this, is the uh, the claims by Meghan Markle when she was interviewed by Oprah Winfrey uh, that she was subjected to racism uh, throughout her time in the royal family. 
I think that anyone who lives in this country, I think it would have to be a particularly obtuse and blind person who lived in this country who didn't believe, who didn't believe that there was at the very least an element of racism in the way that Meghan Markle was treated by by a large section of the press here. I don't read those stories, but I saw that I saw the headlines, and it was quite clear that there was some kind of a of a concerted campaign against her. She claims that 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 that, that campaign was concerted uh, from from Buckingham Palace. I don't know if that's true, uh, but it would certainly appear that Buckingham Palace did nothing to to um, to try to to, to 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 hold the press back in the criticisms that they made of Meghan Markle. But the most explosive claims that she made were about racism. And again, uh, she, she, she kind of undermined her argument by saying that she knew nothing. She knew nothing about Prince Harry before before she met him, and she never Googled Prince Harry. Yeah. Well, if she Googled yeah. Prince Harry, she would have seen him dressed as a Nazi stormtrooper, and she would she would have seen him making she would have seen him yeah. on YouTube making racist comments about his colleagues in the army. Yeah. All of that kind of tends to suggest that that kind of thing goes on within the royal circle. So fundamentally, is it a surprise that Meghan Markle claimed that she was sub subject to racism? I don't think it is really at all. Do you know what, what says me about this story? A family, and they are fundamentally the royal family is a family. They have to get a consultant in to help them sort out a family problem. They got this guy's called uh, uh, I don't know, guy woman we don't know who. A, a diversity czar, and for me it just seems bizarre. If you've got, you know, if you've got a family problem, I'm going to be upfront here. Family problems. The people who can solve family problems are people in the family. I don't. Any of you, any of you got a family? We know we've all got issues in families, and we know how they need to be resolved. And it just takes a deep breath from someone in the family to say to take ownership and resolve it. But the idea of getting somebody from outside some consultant to advise you on how you, how diverse you should be. Okay, they're talking not just about race, they're talking about um, um, uh, gender, uh, um, LGBT, and other, other forms of diversity. But I would just say, look to the black people in your family, and they do have black people around them, you know, in, in quite senior positions in their household. And they've got, there are, there are aristocrats, there are black aristocrats in this country they can turn to for advice. And you can do it discreetly, but to, to do it in this public way. Because for me, and this is my problem is, what's the end game? How do we know the czar's been successful? You know, it's in that same box. You know, when you say, I'm not a racist. Okay, prove it. You can't, you know, it's, it's you know, you know, you know it's a no-win game. Well, yeah. To make it so public, it just seems oh, it just seems a publicity stunt to me. Rukar, how 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 is this is 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 this an issue? I, I guess it probably does play in the in the press um, in in Germany because because the world seems to be seems to be fascinated by the by the British royal family. Is it is it a significant issue? Is it, is it seen as a significant issue, or is it is it just a is it is this just a bit of show business as far as as far as German readers are concerned? No, it is it is indeed seen as as a serious issue. On the other hand side, we are trying not to point fingers as long as we haven't resolved our own problems with racism. 
yeah. in in Germany. So I I, I think the world, uh, or at least at least Europe, is waking up um, to see there is a real problem. If I don't talk about it, uh, I can think there is not a problem. If I talk about it. I say, hey, I'm not a racist. I, my, 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 I'm, I'm not a racist. I never abused anybody with a different color or a different view than myself, or with a different sexual orientation. Uh, but that's not enough, I believe. So uh, yes, we, we saw the problem. Yes, we understood the problem. And yes, we believe there is a problem within the royal family. But on the other hand side, we have to keep still. And people are doing that up until we have solved our own problems. Then we can talk about other people's problems. Yeah. I see. No, I, I, I think you're on the money there, Book, in the sense that you've got to get your house sorted out. But the, the, perhaps the royal family says, we're such a visible family. People have views on us. They know so much about it. We've got to, we've got to be seen to be doing the right thing. And I guess I, I, I do have a little bit of sympathy for them in terms of, How do they demonstrate that they're non-racist? And that, 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 that's a conundrum. But I would say you just got to start by looking inside yourself. That's really, you know, if you're a family and you've, you've got, if you are, no, if you are, and I believe you, and I, I do believe they're not racist. I do believe that. You've got... Which Michael? Got, do you? Do you? I, do, I, do, Michael, I do, I do, I do. Michael, you know, you know, we're all racists. Everybody's a racist. Oh, yeah, that's I, true. I know, Okay, there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's a difference between racism, where you, treat, where you treat people as something less, and racialism in terms of recognizing difference in color. Okay. And I think sometimes, you know, they, they look at that difference in color and it's misinterpreted. Don't, tell, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to defend the, the racism here, but I'm, I'm trying to defend the naivety in terms of how they discuss difference. But then if you're going to do that, then they need to talk to people in their family, in their circle, and they will explain to them what what it means and how they can discuss it. But when, you right say, now, when, you, when you say they need to, Michael, that presupposes that they intend to do anything about it other than announce the, the, um, the appointment of a czar. Well, well that, that comes back to the point, and I think that, that that's for me where they've lost it now, because that just seems 100% PR. Look, you know, they can say, look, we're working on it. We approach a czar. For me, I see the czar just like a consultant. And my experience when I was in business, anytime a company employs a consultant, they've lost the plot. The answer often lies with your own people, your own management structure often lies with yourself as a manager working with your people to understand the problems that company has. Yeah. You can you can mm -hmm. resolve them yourself rather than paying some exorbitant fees for some third party to tell you what you already know. Yeah. What you already know. And so for me it seems wholly redundant. And just you know I've got to use the word a stunt. Yeah. A stunt to say look we're do we're seen to be doing the right thing but we're trying to make a difference. Yeah. There'll be a, there'll be a report out in so many years. And, and then what? Yeah. You know, it, yeah, they could they could then say, hey, see, we tried, we did everything, and if if the black or LGBT people still don't don't understand, then it's not our fault any longer. I fully agree with you. It may be I don't. I but uh, Burka, I I I wish I thought that they might they might say that. 
I think what would happen is it will be the, 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 there won't be any discussion about it for at least two or three years, and, uh, and 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 if something else blows up, then they'll say, "Oh well, we now need to try. We just need to try harder." A bit like the Metropolitan <laughs> yes. which was yes. declared um, as institutionally yeah. racist twenty. How many years ago, Michael? Twenty-five years ago now. Yeah. Um, and, and quite clearly, quite clearly demonstrates itself still to be a, a misogynist and a racist institution. Well, in some ways, it's just exposed. I mean, I, I just want to. I, I'm not going to come. I'm not. I'm not that you're going to come back on this. But you know, it just exposes how fragile they are as, as a as a as a unit. Because what's happened to Prince Andrew? He's kind of disappeared. You know, in terms of. Uh, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not appointing a czar to look into his behaviour, are we? And we said, we, we, we most certainly are not, and we do not make, we do not make um, uh, negative statements about him in the same way that we, in in the way that we did about Meghan Markle the week before that interview was broadcast. Exactly, and, and we just, Andrew just quietly disappears, quietly yeah. disappears. He's gone. But he's gone. We're going to move on. And, 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 and story number three is gone because I want to move on to story number four. Five in the eye. Oh, story number four. I just love this story. And it, it's uh, it's um, a TV company, a British TV company has done a survey and asked 2,000 Brits <coughs> who should rule the world, who, who should lead the world when we're being invaded by aliens and the aliens demand Take me to your leader. And guess who they decided they should who it should be? Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Just love there's, there's, there's a compelling logic in it in terms of he's appeared in all these sci-fi movies, so he knows how to handle aliens. But it made me think, who would be my you know, who would I want? Okay, yes, I, I think Obama. He would be my, you know, he would definitely he'd be up there. But is he flexible enough? Because he's the professor. He's cerebral. He's take the kind of he take the kind of the serious and analytical approach. But maybe you need someone with a bit of adaptive, you know, a Robin Williams. Someone's going to be a bit, you know, flexible as they go forward. Michael, Michael I think you may be too late to ask Robin Williams to be the leader of the world. Okay. Well, <laughs> someone of his. Someone of Unfortunately, his, too. Yeah. <laughs> but you, you get what I'm coming from. Someone who can be a little bit more flexible with a bit of humour. That's mm. me. You know, I, I can do it. I can but, lead the world. But then maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger is, is the wrong person. Uh, all, all respect to him as a person, working his way up from a policeman's son in Graz, Austria, to a respected sportsman, governor of California. He could even have become uh, U.S. president if he, were, if he was born in the U.S., which he wasn't. Uh, he also has its, uh, his, his downsides, uh, doping uh, during his bodybuilding career. Ill, uh, illegitimate uh, children and so forth. What's really disturbing me in here, and uh, this is me as a German saying, uh, we have a special feeling about leaders and a special feeling about leaders from Austria. We don't need anyone uh, we have. We have already, thank you very much. I know where uh, this is going. And the, the next thing is, why does it always have to be a male? We have more than 50% on the earth are female. Burka, Burka, I was going to say the exact same thing. I think I would look at who has handled who has handled the pandemic best, and it's nearly all female leaders. And Michael, you mentioned Obama. What about Michelle Obama? Oh no, good no. Actually, Jim, that's a good. I mean, yeah, you know, she's right because she's got a bit of humanity about her. 
Yeah, I would add. I would add Prime Minister Ardern from New Zealand as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, the next requisite I would have is he or she, but mostly, uh, most likely she should not be white because that's a minority in the world. Ooh. <laughs> so so Michelle, Michelle Obama, Jim, we're getting close. Look, are you calling us racists? Mm, well, as, you, as you rightly say, we all are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we all are. Michelle Obama, can you see that? She, as she, you know, Jim, that's a great choice, that. Leading or, the or world, speaking Man to the Mandela. Female Mandela would also be good. We come in peace. <laughs> well, I would certainly, I would certainly want a woman because I think if it was a man, we might end up in some futile nuclear <laughs> attack <laughs> on the people that had arrived. Yes, and who I, would I have think... to clean it up in the end of the women, anyhow? So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I think we've solved that. Now. We, 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 we shall write to Blitz um, to Blitz and advise them. Michelle Obama, that's five in the eyes choice, can leave yep. the planet. In fact, I'll send a, I'll send a, I'll send a note to Michelle just to let her know if anything happens, we're behind you. <laughs> good, Michael. Good. We gotta finish. We gotta finish this this uh, this week's show with something that Booker Booker you brought in, which I have to admit, I'd forgotten it was Easter, and it was you only know it's Easter when you go when you go shopping. You used to see Easter bunnies in February, but now I'm not I'm not don't go shopping, so I don't know. But Easter's coming, and I'm told the Germans have found an Easter bunny. Live in the eye. Tell us more about it. Yeah, I, I tell you, I tell you a little bit about the background. I always believed who has the strange, strangest uh, or bizarre, uh, most bizarre customs. It was, of course, the Brits around Easter. You have, let me think, planting uh, a parsley on Good Friday. Who, who does that besides UK? Royal Maundy. Uh, Easter parades. On, I'm learning. You have you I'm learning you have things. Dance. You have a Morris dance. <laughs> You have bottle kicking in Leicestershire, some some city against the other. But now I found out we Germans are even stranger than the than the Brits. We have Easter wheels. Uh, you put hay in, you set on fire, you roll it down on hills. What what sense does it make? But worst, we have already two post offices where you can send, and children from all over the world are sending their Easter wishes. One is in Lower Saxony, close to Hamburg. And the other one is in Saxonia in the middle of the mountains. And I recently saw something on TV and I thought I should tell you about it. There's an older lady. She dresses like a bunny. Not, not, not a playboy bunny, mind. Not a playboy bunny. She dresses not like a bunny. She puts, her front teeth are bunny teeth. Uh, she wears these long ears. She wears uh, 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 bunny, bunny clothes. And she's sitting in a little wooden shed. And she's replying to all these letters. So I thought it's very kind replying to all letters of, of, of children. But I thought they are nuts in Saxonia. <laughs> you see? But to, to be honest, we also have two offices, of course, for Christmas wishes in Germany. But Easter wishes is uh, in, in Saxonia. Never saw that. But I, should, I thought I should, should, should let, you, let you know about that. Well, Jimmy, are you sending a letter over to the Easter Bunny? Are you sending it you know, for an Easter egg? Because you're a big chocolate fan, I remember. No, if I, if I was sending a letter to the Easter Bunny, it would be to say, can you give me some information about the British people that are planting parsley? Because that's not one I, that's not one I ever come across. Oh, then it's English people planting parsley. Sure. <laughs> 
That explains it, bro. That explains it. We've never been that in Scotland. I can tell you that for nothing. You know, I, I think it's in the same box. You know, like we, we believe all these Germans wearing lederhosen and swigging beer. We've got all these English parsnip planters. Yeah. Where we see each other. But, but Royal Bondi, I didn't know about it. I read about it that the Queen or the Royal Family is giving out money for people. Uh, in, 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 money, in, money. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw. You get you get one coin for each uh, uh, year of the Queen. So 91 you would get now. Is, is she older than 91? Plus some money for people who have done good things for the UK. Uh, yeah. Good, good, yeah. good. <laughs> Is this a good thing or a bad thing? It's bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it's British. It's tradition. Yes, we yes, have values. Uh, yes, but um, yes. <laughs> we don't have Easter bunnies. We have sometimes, uh, well, sometimes we are bizarre in some, some cases, but in some cases the British or the English, to be honest, are as well bizarre. This is comparative bizardom. But I'm, yeah, I'm going to put it to you, Buckard. We are more bizarre than you. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Jimmy, you've all gone very quiet on me there, Jim. It's just your Scottish inclination that you're above all this kind of tit for tat. You know, you, you, you're no bizarre them in Scotland. You're, 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 Michael, 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 what can I say? I guess, I guess everybody's, everybody has their, everybody has their, um, their strange customs that, that, that were established many, many years ago and nobody remembers, no, nobody remembers when. And I suppose everyone knows about the strange customs in their own country. You know, like we, what's the country, what, what, what's the, what's the, what's, what's the village in, um, somewhere in the Midlands where they have the flitch? Where some where where uh, uh, the the woman that carries her husband up a hill wins a, a side of bacon, a flitch of bacon. There you go. <laughs> you know that sounds, that sounds pretty simple, pretty normally sensible thing to do in the middle yeah. of winter or summer. I would do that. I would get Ebu, you know, sit on Ebu's back and get me uphill for a side yeah. of bacon with some sausages. That sounds that sounds pretty good. That yeah. <laughs> In fact, we, we, we should have more of that. More no, of but um, but but the, the one the, the one that uh, one I'm, I'm a, I, I think I think that folk traditions are absolutely fantastic. But Burkhart mentioned Morris dancing. Morris Morris dancing is that's a that's a hard one. That's a hard one to understand. That's a hard one to understand. The way those guys do those dances that's uh, just a bit strange looking. We've been people with, with blackened faces and handkerchiefs skipping up and down. And, and waving the handkerchiefs around and skipping up and down with their trousers tied at the bottom. It's just a bit. It's just, it's just all a bit. It's, just all it's, a bit. it's a pity we can't show that in pictures to the listeners, right? Indeed. 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 <laughs> well, look, well, look, Easter's coming now. I've got to ask, are you, have you guys bought your Easter eggs? Have you got them all in? Have you, bought, have you written your letters to the Easter Bunny Buckard? Of course, of course, of course. But no, no, my wishes never go tr uh, come true. Uh, this, this is the problem. No, I, I don't do that. No, I don't let send letters to to Saxony in in the woods. <laughs> so, book, so, so I'm sorry, but, I'm so, trying Jim, to be civilized here. <laughs> so, Jim, I'm sure you've sent your Easter egg. You probably get hundreds of Easter eggs for. No, no, I have not only have I not bought an Easter egg. I for my birthday, which was fairly recently. I got so much chocolate that it's actually, if we were on camera, I would show you the boxes of chocolate that I have. 
and the bars of chocolate. I think I got, and I, 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 when I counted up, I think I got three kilos of chocolate for my birthday. <laughs> Most of it is still there. Most of it is still there. So I certainly won't be adding to the to the chocolate mountain for Easter. We so, are envious here. <laughs> very much so. So, so there'll be no letters from the McLaughlin household. No, no, absolutely not. Five in the eye. So look, I don't want to exaggerate. Egg, exaggerate. Get it? Easter bunny, exaggerate. Michael, that, that is a fantastic yeah. joke. A fantastic even, joke. Even I, as a German, even, even I got it. Thank you. I'm now exhausted. Hello. Oh, 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 Thank you, Michael, and thank you, Burkhardt, for the opportunity. Thank you, gentlemen. I really enjoyed being on the show with you, too. Remember, Five in the Eye is always broadcast on a Friday morning between 9 and 10 a.m. And look, if, 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 if you want, if you want to see what we what we might be talking about next week, check us out on Five in the, Five in the Eye's Facebook page or, or post us on the Five in the Eye's page. We're always, we're always keen to hear from our listeners. So, so that's it. Episode 298, done and dusted. Only leaving me, Michael O'Hudger, is saying, if you have been, thanks for listening. Look forward to welcoming you again on next week's Five in the Eye. Goodbye. Five in the Eye with Michael and Phil. It's news, but is it new?